you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, and today we are reviewing the greatest World Cup final game of all time, potentially the greatest soccer, <coughs> excuse me, soccer game of all time. Folks, it does not happen often that I can say those words. It just doesn't. The World Cup comes once every four years. Sometimes players get one, two, three, four, maybe five shots if they're lucky to win the World Cup. That's it. Your career can only last so long, so the amount of World Cups that you can attend is limited. All right? And just because you get to a World Cup, that doesn't mean that you are going to win that World Cup. Just because you get there doesn't mean you play. You have no control over how good your team is. So in the Olympics, when you go to the Olympics, right, a lot of events in the Olympics are individual events, right? We talk biathlon, uh, most of the swimming events. I mean, there are relays, but but most of the swimming events um, – track and field events, most of those events are individual events, right? And even the team events, the relays are, are four people, two, four people at most. The World Cup, you're on an 11-man squad. Like, there are 11 starters, and there are plenty of backups, a plethora. So it is much more difficult to make an impact as one player, right? Because at the end of the day, you look at great players who are on teams that are subpar, like look at Mo Salah on Egypt. He's absolutely fantastic, but he plays for a country that doesn't really have as many gifted soccer players. So he doesn't make the World Cup. This World Cup final is the definition of why it matters to have people around you, why it matters to make your opportunities count. Lionel Messi, the greatest soccer player of all time. He was before it and he certainly is now. Did everything he could for this team. You watch, and I know, millions upon millions of people, potentially, I don't even want to say, maybe billions of people tuned into that game yesterday. Tuned in to see Lionel Messi lead his team to victory. And it was a fantastic match. 
the first half really was dominated by Argentina, right? We saw them attacking a lot. We saw them able to break through the French defense. As I said, listen, the biggest concern for me personally was saying, look at the French defense. I don't know how it's going to stack out compared to Lionel Messi, Julian Alvarez, Alex McAllister, and, and, and players like that. And of course, in the first 45 minutes, Argentina scored not just once, but twice. And I had been saying all World Cup, you know, Di Maria, he's a playmaker, he's a difference maker, he should play. He comes on, and uh, guess what happens? Argentina scores twice. Um, one of them was his goal. On just the best team goal of the tournament, they, the announcer said it while the game was going on. Messi gave it a little flick. Um, the ball then found its way to McAllister, who was running. Di Maria, that second runner, McAllister gives him a great pass. Di Maria slots it right home. That was the second goal. The first goal was a penalty. Um, won by, actually, Angel Di Maria, who you know made a very nice move to get into the box. Got around Usumale Dembele, um, who then made a really poor challenge in the box. Uh, probably one of the worst challenges in the World Cup. Uh, pretty much, I think. Um, and Messi slotted that one home. And at that point, at halftime, I think for a lot of us started to feel like, listen, if France is not out of this game, but they're going to have to change the way they play because Argentina was first to every ball. They, they wanted to win this for their captain, for the man, Lionel Messi. And essentially, 80 minutes through the game, Argentina was the more dominant team. Now, France was ramping up. They were getting more shots. They were doing all the necessary things, like checking all the boxes, right, to get from you know, zero goals to one goal to then two goals. They were making changes, right? They made changes on, on the field, tactical changes and all that sort of stuff. And then, and then France is awarded a penalty. Now, whatever you want to say about whether the penalty should have been awarded or not in this case, I mean, I think it was. I thought it was a deserving penalty. Um, and and Mbappe steps up. Now, Mbappe, I had come into this match and I had said, you know, I mean, he hasn't really done a whole lot in the past couple matches, right? Didn't really do a lot against Morocco or against England. Um, he didn't really do a lot pretty much 80 minutes through this game. He was pretty much absent. Um and this seemed to really turn his entire game around. So, of course, <coughs> Mbappe, the great player he is, puts the penalty home. I mean, it, it was fairly easy. France, Salvers gets the ball. But then, they come right down the field. Messi has the ball. He gets dispossessed, which is something that we don't say often about Lionel Messi. The ball finds its way right into the 18, edge of the 18-yard box to guess who? Kylian Mbappe. And he scores again. So now we're 2-2. And me as an Argentina fan was thinking, oh my God, this is the Netherlands game all over again. In the span of a minute and 37 seconds, France went, down for, France went from being down 2-0 to being tied 2-2 in the World Cup final. 
at that moment, all panic broke loose. I, I think both sides were trying to score. France was reckless abandon. Argentina with pretty much the same. It was crazy. Those final 10, 15 minutes of the game after France scored twice. I can't even talk about it. Um, <laughs> like it was so crazy what happened. Um, but both teams managed to get to overtime. So, so we're there, right? We're there in overtime now. And, you know, it starts out pretty much again, the same of uh, same way as the Netherlands game started out, by the way, um, very similar feeling to it. Um, in that Argentina came out, again, the way they started the game, right? They came out in the same sort of fashion where um, we're basically, right, Argentina was controlling the pace of play. It felt like they were getting good looks at goal, good shots on goal, and but they weren't scoring, right? So the first 15 minutes went by, and it looked, again, as, as if Argentina was a more dominant team but we were unsure as to whether they were able going to be whether they were going to be able to turn that dominance into a goal. Three minutes after uh, the 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 extra time halftime, if you will, um, Laturo Martinez shoots a ball saved by Hugo Lloris, falls right to the feet of. Who but Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi scores that goal. And at that point, 108 minutes into the game, I thought it was over. I was like, listen, that's it. Messi scores the game-winning goal, sends this one to penalties, or sends, sends France home, gets the World Cup trophy. It's over. I was wrong. Because 10 minutes later, France at this point, obviously, again, Listen, when you're down a goal and you know you have 10 minutes left in the game and basically it doesn't matter, you need to score no matter what, you're going to go all in. They, they, they push all their chips to the center with like a five and a two. But luckily, they had a three, a four, and a six on suit, and they got a straight. Mbappe, I, I don't know who, I don't remember who shot. I believe it was Mbappe. It may have been someone else. Someone takes a shot. It hits off of an Argentinian's, Argentinian player's arm. Hits an arm, like an elbow. And I'm thinking, oh my God. Referee points, by the way. Shout out to the referee. Excellent job. Referee points to the spot. Immediately penalty. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God. Mbappe, first off, is going to get a hat trick. And this game is going to go to penalties. And of course, Mbappe scores. I mean, that was, I mean, he might be one of the best penalty takers I've ever seen. I mean, he just, he, he just hits it with power, slots that one home, and, and, and it's now three to three. So at this point, I'm thinking, okay, well, you know what? We're going to pens. You know, and we got to figure out who's, Emiliano Martinez has, has the potential. And, you know, Hugo, Hugo Lloris isn't a great penalty saver. He knows that. He admits that himself. But, you know, anything can happen in a penalty shootout. But then, on a break, Emiliano Martinez makes the save of the tournament. Well, probably won him the Golden Glove. Maybe the save, best save of all time. Goal was open. It was basically 1v1. Martinez versus 
I don't even remember who it was at this point. I think it may have been Kolumani or was Thurum. I'm not even sure who it was. It was um, let me let me just play it for myself. Martinez save World Cup. It's gonna come up. This is this is the biggest save of all time. Um, I gotta. All right. So, I believe number twelve. Who is number twelve for France? Yeah, it's Columan. Chance to win the World Cup at his feet. Literally, we're in the hundred twenty third minute of, of 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 the game. They're only three out of minutes. Ball over the top. Kolumani, so it's misplayed by an Argentine defender. Kolumani is now behind the Argentinian defense. It is a 1v1. Mbappe is, is running alongside him, but it's basically a 1v1. He's got the chance, Kolumani does, to, to score the game-winning, World Cup-winning goal. And Martinez, I, I mean, he's two yards outside of six-yard box. Kolumani takes the shot. And Martinez makes a leg save. The best best save I've ever seen in my life. And sends it to Pence. And at that point, just everyone, I think the whole world was going to explode. First step, first man up. So France wins the toss. Mbappe, goal score. He steps up. He's already taken two pens. But you better believe he scores this one. Messi steps up, he scores his. We're at 1-1. Kingsley Coleman steps up. Hits a good penalty. But Martinez, as he had done so many times in the tournament. So many times against just, just, I mean, like he did versus the Netherlands. He makes a huge save. So it's now 1-1, but Argentina still has yet to shoot. Paulo Diablo steps up. Now, he was a Paulo Dybala was a sub. And I've been calling for him all tournament. Now, this guy is a, a very talented player. And more than worthy of, of getting playing time. I did not think he would get a penalty shot. I, I just I didn't. I mean, he just had not had as much uh Experience in the tournament. Like, he just hadn't played that much. He steps up, saw it's at home. He's actually down in the middle, too. By Loris. Then, Tuchemeni comes up. He steps up. He shoots left. Martinez goes left, too. But the shot was not on target. So now, France is down 2-1 to one with Paredes to shoot. Paredes, scores. Kolumani, the man we just talked about, who had... Had his shot saved by Martinez, puts his one home. And Gonzalo Montiel, I believe the man who missed versus the Netherlands. Let me see if I can pull that one up. I want, I want to see if I can pull this one up. Okay. Commentary, statistics. Let me see. No, it was Enzo Fernandez. Sorry. 
Gonzalo Montiel had scored for, for, for Argentina. Okay. Like he did against the Netherlands, Montiel puts this one home, and the game is over. The World Cup is over. Argentina took it home. Um, listen, poetic, messy. I mean, you could see how many people wanted him to win this trophy. Um, the greatest soccer player of all time scored twice in the final, kept his team in it. He is the only man ever to win the golden ball in the World Cup twice. So he's been the player of the World Cup two times, right? Um, only man to ever do that, ever, in the history of the World Cup. And, and, and he may, and that may have, he, that may go down in history. Um, obviously, he won it in 2014 when uh, Argentina lost in the final. Um, Messi's spectacular, though. I mean, the stuff that he does throughout the tournament was ridiculous. The team, Argentina, you could see how much they wanted it. Not that France didn't. Again, France wanted to win it. But you could see how much Argent it meant to the Argentinians when they won it. You could see how much it meant to Messi. I mean, Messi... Uh, there's no player in the world who deserved a World Cup win more than Lionel Messi. He puts everything into his game. The one trophy he had been seeking for so long. The one trophy that he had almost had in 2014. But it was it, it just was not meant to be. This time around, Messi, I mean, listen, uh, he carried this team. He, he... He just, he did what he needed to do. Lionel Messi is a difference maker. He is what let Argentina win this game. I mean, Argentina as a team crumbled twice. But, and I think that if they did not have Lionel Messi, Yeah, I don't think they would have been in this position anyways, right? I mean, he's such a difference maker. He's such a good goal scorer. But had they been in this position without Messi, like, like they would have crumbled. The scene would not have been the same. Um, you know, I, I just I think about what this meant for Argentina. The tournament that we had was incredible. I mean, this was... This was certainly better than 2018. I, I don't know. It's hard to say whether it's better than 2014 or not. I think the result for me at least was better. I think we had one of the best matches of all time. I think maybe some of the other aspects of the tournament, maybe such as the location and, and other things kind of surrounding it, maybe were, were some of you know the worst. But um you know, I just, I look at Lionel Messi and I look at this team and look at Argentina and we all knew, we all believed in them. And, and you know, I think that this law, the loss that they had versus Saudi Arabia at the beginning was extremely scary. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, right, as someone who supports Lionel Messi, right, I mean, I didn't want that. I didn't want them to lose their opening match because teams often don't make it out into the I mean, only one team ever has won the World Cup after losing their opening match before Argentina. That was Spain in 2010. Um, so it, it's not exactly a great omen. But they did it. And, and they had fight in them. And and I think that that loss versus Argentina, or versus Saudi Arabia, excuse me, changed the way the Argentina... They, they came into the tournament 
thinking they should be crowd champions, right? Just like I think a lot of other teams did. I think Brazil felt that way. <coughs> I think Italy felt that way, especially, you know, throughout their qualifying. I think a lot of teams felt like they were um they they should be like given this. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we deserve this. Like this is ours to lose. That's not how it works, right? You have to go out there and earn. And I think that Argentina learned that lesson. They said to themselves, okay, after that loss, right? Okay, obviously what we have done has not worked. Obviously, right, what we thought is not the case. And so unlike teams like France or Brazil or uh, maybe England, they changed. They made edits, right? They, 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 they changed their gameplay. And it worked. It worked. They believed. And they kept fighting. They never counted themselves out. And they never counted the other team out. Right? I know they let up some comebacks. However, they were and managed to win those games. And you look at a team like France. And I think that France has is really lucky that they have Kylian Mbappe. One of the best players in the world. I think if he's not on the team, but I, I mean, it's not even him. I just think that if if this team surely could have crumbled. This was not a team that was going to win the World Cup based off of their team play, like Argentina or like Croatia or like Morocco. They were going to win it based off of pure talent. That's simple as that. And I think that really showed in the final. This team, this France team broke down quite a bit. And I think that they relied a, a little bit on luck. I mean, listen, when you get two penalties in a final, you're relying a little bit on luck. Um, and they relied on Mbappe's greatness to repel them even two penalties, right? I mean, if that does not happen, we're talk, potentially talking about a, 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 a blowout in the World Cup final. Like, I, I think that's something to be said for. I say going into this tournament, the team that play, teams that play as a team, right? Not as individuals, but as a team, are the most successful. When we look at Argentina, they played as a team. They were together. They communicated. Now, was it perfect? No. But they played as a team. It wasn't an individual effort. And I know that Messi as an individual was great, but he worked with his teammates. He played off of his teammates, right? And he did a lot of individual stuff. But he was also a great teammate. And I think a different way that you could say about Kylian Mbappe. Because I think Mbappe was relied upon on France in a similar way. But he did not spread the wealth, I think, as much as Messi did. I think the world is extremely happy that Argentina won. I think they are. I mean, I think a lot of French people, I think, if you talk to them, they are, they are they, you know what, they're probably saying to themselves, listen... It's sad that we lost. However, if there was one team that I wanted us to lose to, it would probably be Argentina. You know, and I just feel like that sentiment is so true. And I think when you watch the celebration of Messi, which happened a lot in Argentina and in Qatar, but also happened around the world. I mean, people like me were, you know, shouting on their couches and in their homes. Like, it was crazy. One of the best soccer games I've ever watched. Just the back and forth aspect. Both teams really wanted it. You could see that both teams wanted it. 
Um, France certainly wanted to go back to back. I think that Deschamps is a very good head coach. Um, but I'm very happy for Lionel Scaloni, the head coach of Argentina, to uh, for him getting his win because I think, you know, and, and now again, not to take any credit away from Messi, he's the player of the tournament. He's the greatest of all time. He, what he did in this tournament was absolutely incredible. But Scaloni provided him with kind of the the framework to do all of that. He put kind of the right pieces where they needed to be. Di Maria in, Alvarez in, you know, he put kind of the right players in where they needed to be. And I think that we really saw Messi kind of have a team that he could work with. I think a lot of the, you know, I don't think it was as much of a team effort as I think maybe I would have wanted it to. You know, I don't think Messi had quite the same amount of help as I wanted him to, but it was just in a different way. And Messi was able to kind of flourish with that um, and, and use um, kind of some of the people around him to his advantage. You know, Di Maria and, and, and McAllister and Fernandez and DePaul um, and Alvarez. Like, I think it kind of worked out for the best. Um, and listen, the World Cup is a special event. I hope you all tuned in. Um, it really it is something that comes and goes very quickly. Um, and before you know it, it'll be it's four years until we have the next one. Well, technically three and a half, but but you get the point. Um, twenty twenty six, regardless. So I, I think this is a World Cup to remember. I mean, no one's ever going to forget where they were the, when Lionel Messi won his when it when he won his final title. Um, I thought there were so many good moments to see in this tournament. I thought there were some forgettable moments too. Um. I'm not. It's too early for me to say and look at. Oh, well, let's talk about 2026. Let, let let's let this just sit. Let's appreciate. You know what was given to us. It's a great soccer tournament. A lot of great teams. A lot of competitiveness. A lot of fight. A lot of fun games to watch. Um, shout out to Croatia for getting third place, beating Morocco two to one. It was a very fun tournament. It had a different sense around it. Um. Let's just appreciate that Messi got his win. Let's just appreciate it. Let it sit. Um, and let's just understand that, like, this is something that we should treasure, something we should appreciate. It was a fantastic match. Um, I mean, Messi, player of the tournament, Martinez, Golden Glove, Mbappe, Golden Boot, Enzo Fernandez. Young player at the tournament, he was absolutely incredible in the final. And I just think that when you watch Messi and watch Argentina play, they were throwing themselves trying to get goals, and they did, and they absolutely did it. France had a little bit more class and about you know just some big moments, and and that's what led it to pens. And you know Martinez made you know listen, he didn't have a lot of saves in this tournament, but. The ones he made were certainly some big ones. So I think that like that one versus Australia, uh, obviously the one in the final versus France, I mean, he made a lot of big saves. So I got to give a lot of credit to Argentina as a team, Coach Scaloni, um, but Lionel Messi. I mean, just what a tournament. What a, 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 an ending note, a final sentence. The little boy from Rosario lost it in 2014. Lawson in 2018, comes back in 2022, his final World Cup in the desert, playing against his teammate Kylian Mbappe, and he was just too much a force of nature, and Messi was 
going at full speed and taking what he wanted with both hands and lifting it up for all to see. Um, just an incredible tournament and an incredible final. Congratulations, Argentina, on your third World Cup in history. Um, and congratulations, Lionel Messi, for finally getting it done. And we, you know, all soccer fans in the world are just incredibly happy for you. So enjoy it. And I know you'll take this one with you forever. So thank you all for listening and have a great day. The game on the line, one shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguodala.